Hi, my name is Chris Little, and I am the host of The Lifestyle Chase. In 2018, I started this show to have meaningful conversations. I've interviewed over a hundred different people, both in and out of the fitness industry. This podcast is something I'm incredibly proud of. Welcome to season four. Thanks for joining me. Welcome. Welcome back to the Lifestyle Chase podcast. And I am honored and privileged to bring back a fan favorite of the show, Mr. Mark Zaret. How are you today? I am fantastic. Any day I get to talk to you is a fantastic day. And we just spent a lot of time just kind of catching up on life before this, talking a lot of different things. So like I'm prepped, I'm in a good mood. I'm, I'm out of coffee, but I have this delicious glass of water and I, and I get to talk to you. I mean, how could life be any better? And it's Friday. Well, I mean, your attitude has always kind of kept me motivated and upbeat and positive for anybody that uh, isn't up to speed. Go check out the cool, calm and chaotic podcast. Um, something that I don't admit a lot to a lot of people is that sometimes when I'm like doing a drive coming home from my parents or going somewhere and it's like an hour long, I always go when I listen to Mark's podcast. Cause it's like having a friend in the passenger seat. Um, and it's just like the conversations that he has are very genuine and very heartfelt. And another side piece that I'll, I'll talk about is, uh, back in January 2020, I was doing a project called Real Talk by the Lifestyle Chase. And it was like a daily 12-minute episode. And Mark was probably my most dedicated listener. And I came across a time probably pretty close to when I stopped doing those daily episodes. And the big part of why I stopped is because I was just putting out so much content that people could hardly keep up. And I knew that I needed to stand by the sentiment of less is more. Like just understanding that uh, sometimes doing a better job of fewer things gets you further. And that's kind of what I leaned into. But the thing that I wanted to highlight is there was a day when I was just like, I have nothing motivational to say to anybody. And if I make a recording, it's going to it's going to sound like I'm projecting my inner insecurities and my stresses. Like I don't know what my future is and I need to lean on a friend And so Mark was my go-to and with no creative direction, I just said, I just need you to fill 12 minutes of airspace and help out my, my audience, um, and help them find the light in this time while we're in the midst of this pandemic. Um, something that I'll do for uh, post-production is I'll actually insert that episode into this. So you're going to get a bit of audio probably about, uh, maybe 12 minutes of audio in the middle of this this episode nice little bonus welcome to real talk by the lifestyle chase this is a daily community supported 12 minute podcast that complements the lifestyle chase while targeting specific topics each day let's begin Hello and welcome to Real Talk. Unfortunately, we do not have the beautiful, wonderful, and gracious voice of the one and only Chris Little today. You are stuck with the semi-gracious and semi-annoying voice of Mark Zaret. But I am pumped, I am honored, and I am excited to be on the Real Talk for a little tidbit. I've never felt more pressure than I have right now. You know, on my podcast, I just rant and rave and talk, and there's really no repercussions, but 
But this is the lifestyle chase. And we have to, we have to, I have to be on point here. But instead of being super detailed and diligent with everything, we're going to treat this like a cool, calm, and chaotic podcast and just kind of go off the cusp because, you know, I could get on here and I could talk about health and fitness. And I had a little list of things that I would like to talk about. But, you know, something just popped into my head. And I think it's really relevant to be on this podcast doing this quick little rant because one thing that has stood out in this crazy pandemic time, this weird, uh, these weird moments of potential angst, anxiety, fear that maybe we are all going through. I think to, to some degree we are most certainly all going through. Uh, it's really easy to go into mind jail and let our minds wander and, and live in this kind of unsured fear. But you know what is extremely, extremely helpful in those situations is just having good people in your life. And I mean, there are no better examples of good people than than Chris Little. Am I right? Um, if you are listening to this podcast, it is because you know that, you are aware of that. And, you know, as as we sit in these moments of unsureness, I think a lot of us maybe are, at least I am, have been reflecting a lot on the past, on the present, and where we're going in the future. But as, as I think specifically about the past, um, a lot of things stand out to me. But one thing that is certainly, that has certainly been prominent is this this idea of being there for other people, something that, you know, it, it resonates with me tremendously. It's maybe the biggest life lesson I've ever learned, and it's something that I've spoken about probably a decent amount in the past, but it is so significant to be there for other people. And I think that in times of stress, in times of distress, in times of um, struggle, that is when that shines the most. And what better... Uh, like what greater examples are we seeing than right now with everybody helping out across, uh, whether it be your local communities or the world at large and helping out in some way? You know, being there for other people, it is unlike anything else. And it is truly felt when you are on the receiving end of having people be there for you. Uh, we are all going to go through times of distress. We are all going to go through times of struggle right now. Unfortunately, uh, the entire world is going through that. So um, we could look at this as like a negative. We could look at that as a way to get us down. Or we could look at this as an opportunity to step up and be there for other people. Whether that be supporting your local businesses. Uh, whether that be supporting local restaurants. Whether that be reaching out to a friend through Zoom, through a text, through whatever. Or actually using our skills, our talents to somehow better this world. And I think that... Like in this reflection, in this introspection on being there for other people, I've been really thinking a lot about, and maybe you have too, about asking this question of how can I be there for other people? What can I actually do to support other people? And outside of, you know, supporting businesses and, and reaching out, like it's made me think a lot about what are all of our unique talents? Like, it's been so amazing looking at companies, right? Looking at companies uh, transform what they do to meet the needs. So to, to make masks, to make parts that can maybe help with like with uh, medical equipment, to help um, promote like uh, gloves or other things like that, or to help support items that can go towards hospitals or other areas of the world or in their own area. A lot of people stepping up to make lunches, to provide um, shelter, to provide clothing for the less fortunate in these times. Um, you know, with all of the schools being out, there's a lot of... Um, help going toward food banks and things like that. 
And it puts us in this weird spot, right? Because we can't get out and be in public. We can't be around a lot of people. So it seems like our hands are tied and maybe they are, but this is the most perfect opportunity to figure out how we can overcome them and use those talents that we have. And the cool thing is, like what's really, really awesome is that we all have these incredible, incredible talents somewhere within us. You know, it it made me think about... Um, it made me think about this great uh, Marie Curie quote of that something like, like we we have to believe that we are gifted for something, and that this thing like at this thing like whatever it takes to get this thing like again I'm I'm messing this up but whatever it takes whatever the cost is to get this gift that we have we have to attain it. It's a must. We must attain this thing, and. Right now, I think we are all in a position that we both believe that we are gifted in something and that whatever it takes, we attain that gift and then and then we have to like put it out into the world, right? I think it's very, very important to put it out in the world because I think that not only do we all have our own gift, but the world needs to see and benefit from this gift. Uh, and, and it's just, it's a really, really cool to think about, right? Um, but before they can do that, we have to own those gifts. And I think that's really, really hard for people. But again, in times of distress is when, when we, we really shine. So like first and foremost, we have to do just that, right? We have to believe that we are gifted in something, which we all are. So like think about that. Like what are your talents and what can you offer the world? Whether that be like your community, your county, your state, whether that be actually reaching the world as a whole. Maybe, maybe you have some type of gift, some type of talent that could be used and exported to any part of this world. Or maybe it's just your own personal world, in your own household, in your own head to help get you through this. You have something that is beneficial to moving the needle of this world forward into positivity instead of keeping it trapped in this negative, negative um, prison that a lot of people are in right now. And it doesn't matter if you live in Edmonton, Alberta, or Slave Lake, Alberta. It doesn't matter if you live in, I don't know, Kamloops, British Columbia, or Cartagena, Columbia. You could live in Romeo, Michigan. You could live right in my neighborhood, or you could live in Rome, Italy. You could, you could live in Africa. You could live in Luanda, Angola. You could live in Dhaka, Bangladesh. It does not matter where you live. You have a talent. You have a gift, and people in this world could benefit from them. So maybe this is time to think about that. I think this is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Maybe you're stuck in a negative mind space too. Maybe you're stuck in this uh, pessimism, this pessimism, this pessimistic trap, which is very easy to do. I mean, if you turn on the news, it's, it, it can seem overbearingly grim. And the best way to fight darkness is to put light into the world. So, like, what can you do? Can you sew? Can you knit? Can can you tailor in some form? Look at all the people that are now making masks, making things to to help out in the medical world. You could do that. You know, are you like a gardener? Are you a farmer? Do you have um, you know agricultural skills? Can you use that to promote, to help, and to fill a need in this world? Are you are you a musician? Do you, are you, are you talented in in the arts in some way? You see all these people putting on like live shows all the time. There's live video streams on Instagram and on Facebook and and all over the web that are bringing joy, excitement relief and entertainment to a world that desperately needs all of those things are you artistic can you paint uh, can, can you make crafts can you are you are, you know are you arts and craftsy can you build things to send to hospitals to send to nursing homes to send to those people that cannot get out and presumably won't be able to get out uh, for a long time you know you know are you into fitness can, can, can you put out can you help people out who are stuck maybe in this laziness trap this this um, prison of lethargy 
Lethargy? Lethargy? It's a weird word, isn't it? Being lethargic. It's really easy to be lazy, lethargic, and just eat snacks all day, right? Can you help people out in that way? I don't know what your talent is. Maybe you don't know what your talent is. Maybe you don't even believe that you have that deep talent, but you do. You have something to offer this world. We all have something to offer this world. I think it's time to harvest that. I think it's time to to perfect it, maybe. Maybe you don't know it exists, and now it's time to simply find it. Because when you find it, you can utilize it and get it out to a world that desperately needs it. And let me tell you, is I, I, I don't need, I don't even need to tell you this. Deep down, we all know this, that we are all going to be, we are all going to be in a time of struggle. We are all going to need help at some point. God willing, you are actually doing rather well during this pandemic. Thing, things are things are okay. There's a lot of people where it's not. And maybe things are okay, but you know what? We're going to hit lulls. We're going to hit doldrums. There are things that are going to irritate us. There are things that are going to overwhelm us. We're going to have those emotional moments of burden. And it's going to be ex- excessively and incomparably significant when somebody is there for us. Regardless of what you believe in, I think we all can agree that the world kind of has a way of, of cycling things back to us too, right? I think when we do good, we receive good. When we spread goodness, goodness flows. And now is the time for that. You know, I think we should, I think during this time of pandemic, we should exercise and eat right, right? I think that we should move our bodies as best we can. We need perfection. We should just do all of those things. I think we should, we should keep up on all of that. That's great. And whether it be me or Chris or, or anybody, we could sit here and we could rant and rave about those things. But I think more importantly, it's now is the time to harvest our talents and get them out to the world and be there for other people. I think that would be awesome. I think that would be wonderful. You know, there's a great African saying that says, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. And you know what? That's what we need right now. We don't need to go fast right now. We're, go- we're all going to be in this for a while. We, we want to go far. We want to get through all of this. And we want to get through all of this together. Because that's the way that we're going to do it. And your together can be your own local community. Could be your state. Could be your province. Could be across the globe. Now's an opportunity for us to all go together. Be there for people. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the message. I don't really know what this message was today. I'm just thankful for the opportunity that we have to make the most out of all of this. If nothing else, on this daily real talk, tell somebody you love them today. Reach out to someone. Maybe tell yourself you love you today. Smile. Find that positivity. Life is good. It may not seem like it, but life is good. Let's all be there for everybody. But I wanted to highlight that because that's the kind of friend that Mark is for me. And uh, I think he needs his tires pumped sometimes. So, Mark, how has life been? What's in the last 20 days? What's one thing that's made you really happy? Uh huh. Well, now that my tires are pumped, I will I will do my best and with probably with ease run over a nail throughout the midst of this and we will deflate them once again. But I tell you what, I am. There's a lot of things that have made me happy. I love that question. I think that's a fantastic question to ask people. Um, and you know, as much as you just pumped me up in that opening, as often gets brought up, whether it be for me or anybody that speaks to you, I think that uh, you are 
you are that light in so many people's wor world from your genuine goodness and your demeanor towards everybody that like, it's almost unimaginable that somebody wouldn't at the drop of a dime just, uh, if you called them up, say, hey, can you do this for me? Can you give me 12 minutes of what anything? They would do it for you based, even if they weren't, even if they weren't altruistic, just based off the fact that you are, you are such a phenomenal, phenomenal person. Um, but I'll tell you, one thing that made, has made me happy in the last week outside of talking to you is I had, uh, I had Yemen food. I had Yemeni food for the first time in my life. Um, I don't know if you're a big sports fan, but Miguel Cabrera just hit his 3000th hit and, um, big thing in the major leagues. And he's obviously, he's been a Detroit staple for a long time. And, uh, we were late going to the game. We were supposed to be there a half an hour early, but there was like detours and traffic and, we are in line outside of Comerica Park as he's hitting his 3,000th hit. Like, we got tickets last minute, and it was like, oh, my gosh, this is so frustrating. But then, like, after 10 minutes, we get in there, and it's like, oh, my gosh, the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. Like, how could we possibly be upset right now? And then we went and got Yemen food for the first time. And I don't know if you've ever had Ye Yemeni food, but it is absolutely phenomenal like it is absolutely phenomenal i think most all middle eastern food is really really good but it's like one of those things like i feel like like in my mind like latin american food is all going to be very similar and it's all going to taste the same but then if you were to go to each individual country and you're going to have mexican food and peruvian food and argentinian food and and all these different countries yeah they might be you know, shrouded with spice or certain types of foods like corn and stuff, but they all have their unique twists that make them stand out and they're all special. So like that has opened up my mind to want to go on this quest to really dig into these different ethnicities, foods that I haven't had before. So that's made me happy. I have like, I feel like a lot. I feel like um, one of the travel channel food, food people who's going to all these countries. Like that, I think maybe that's what I want to do when I retire, Op have like a a travel channel show or I just go travel and, and eat people's foods. Well, I mean that, that is living your best life. I mean, I can, I can definitely relate that I like to go around and, and try different food and I can attest to the foods that you've highlighted. Just the fact that they actually have some flavor to it and some substance, some fresh ingredients. I know that, uh, a month or so ago, I got to try a, uh, local Indian food restaurant and it was, well, I mean, it was just like humbling because my, the food I make is so bland. And so to actually have something that's prepared with like some spices and like some unique items rather than just like chicken and like rice and spinach, um, was refreshing. Yeah. And I kind of take that approach in life in general, like my, my support system, the people who care about me they're very diverse. There's a lot of different backgrounds. There's a lot of different ways that people show up in the world and ways that people identify and their backgrounds and their income brackets and all these different things. And I think that's like a, that's sort of a non-negotiable for me. And as I look back in my life, I can see how it's, it's been kind of constant. Sometimes I think, well, maybe I just uh, became that way as I got older. I'm like, no, I guess if I reflect like kind of just been the way that I've been as as a kid and has how I've grown up and uh, probably influenced by having uh, teachers as, as my parents. But um, that's just kind of how I've always operated. But on that note, something that uh, I've admired about how you've spent the last few months or majority of the year has been your pursuit of just getting to see your people 
and sharing some meals and just soaking up the moments, going to concerts, doing sports stuff, getting stuck in traffic, little things like that. Uh, what has been some of the things that you would consider as highlights during that process, being able to actually go out and mm. do stuff? I mean, that, that in itself has been, has been tremendous. Just that, that in itself, but over spring break, definitely one of the highlights is me and Chelsea took a trip. We took, it was kind of a last minute thing too, which kind of made it even that much more awesomer in my mind is we were like, okay, we're going to go somewhere on spring break. We want to go to Florida. Like some of our friends were going to Florida. They have a place down there, like in St. Augustine. And we had went to Florida in around Thanksgiving time, I think sometime at the end of, towards the end of last year. And, uh, I hadn't been since I was a little kid. Never, I didn't really go on many vacations like younger, but like I love traveling. And like when you get the travel bug, like like it sets in deep, like it's it's ferocious. And now I have it something fierce right now. Like on a drop of a dime, I would travel anywhere. But instead of flying, because we were looking at all these different places, and like just some of them are super super expensive. Like to fly to to fly to Florida from Michigan is is pretty cheap. Other places in the country, it it definitely mounts up pretty quick. Uh, but we were like, let's just do a road trip. Like we were going to go for like four days and we were just finally the like last minute, like, forget it. Let's just do a road trip. We've never really done a road trip together. We went to Kentucky, which is about six hours away from here last summer, which was super, super cool. But, um, just kind of went down into Kentucky and then kind of goofed around down there. Didn't really go from place to place. So we went, we ended up going all the way to Florida, but like we went, the first time the first day we went to pennsylvania and just stayed in some little part of pennsylvania and i don't know how familiar you are with like u.s states but i'm getting um, better with time i have to i'm evolving better. yeah <laughs> see it's easier like we, i mean we, there's only there's what there's 10 provinces right so uh, 10 provinces and three territories if i'm not mistaken i see i think i can name all of them uh, i think you can uh, too like for anybody that's not up to speed so Mark is a teacher in the U.S., and he probably knows Canadian geography better than I do, which is humbling to admit, but it's uh, it's something that I don't think you realize, is your passion for Canada, like, transcends you. Like, it is, um, if anybody doubts this for a second, go find Mark Zaret on YouTube to find how passionate he is about Canada, because it's not just, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, okay, is he just, like, saying nice things about Canadians and saying nice things about me just cause, or does he actually like believe it? he actually, you do. Um, but I, I do believe it. Yeah. I do believe it. We, like that, that more so echoes that you're going to have to come and visit Edmonton in the very near future. That's kind yeah. of a goal that I have on your behalf. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely do. And like we, we were just talking about, and you fill me in that there's far more to Banff than Banff. Like there's this Canmore, this, this majestic place of Canmore <laughs> that I would love to come visit. But, you know, I want to go out to the west side of Canada tremendously, like certainly out to British Columbia on the coast. Like one of my dream trips is to fly out to either San Francisco or somewhere in Northern California and or just Oregon and then do like the trip up all the way into Vancouver, yeah. like up the west coast of the country. Um, but like what better thing to do than to make it up to British Columbia and then just make the trek over head, then, then go East young man. We'll go the opposite and head into, and head into Edmonton. Cause I really, really want to go to Edmonton, especially more that like outside of all of you cool guys that live up there, all of, all of my, all my Edmonton friends now, like it certainly just seems like a super, super cool city. And, you know, you brought up like the diversity of it. It seems like Edmonton in itself is very, very diverse. A lot of, uh, and I, we've spoke about this before, like 
the diverse backgrounds that kind of envelop all around Edmonton seems pretty cool. But you know, it's weird. This kind of speaks to everything. I've grown to like, uh, I've grown to like the idea of, of unity far more than diversity because within the diversity, like being united and like Edmonton seems like a city that has all this diversity that is united. I mean, e, e pluribus unum, it's on all of our dollar bills. Uh, out of many, one, Edmonton seems like this super welcoming, loving community of all these diverse backgrounds. And uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, but so speaking of so Canada, that's what Canada is to me, like such a vast landscape of geographical features and like just the most beautiful types of land and, and nature that is so big. It's like, where would you even begin? Like, I would love to go to the west side of Canada and even through the middle, obviously. But like one of my other dream trips is to head to the East Coast. Like I would love to go into Nova Scotia or like Prince Edward Island and then find my way down the entire East Coast of the United States. Like there's so many cool things to think about in the whole world. But I think that Canada specifically has a unique variety of just overall like goodness and awesomeness that it's like, I mean, outside of the United States by by nature, because I because it I'm I'm an American. Like, I just love Canada. Like the people, everybody I've ever met from Canada is just a genuinely phenomenal person. Uh, I can't speak highly enough about Canada. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to give you some insight as to what I've learned in the last few years of connecting with people from different countries and different lands and doing a little bit of travel here and there. First, first bit of insight is. Uh, so when I went to the Kansas City Fitness Summit and to kind of like fill in the, the storyline here for anybody that's tuning in, um, we will mention Alex McBarity many times in our episodes together. And I actually got to meet Alex for the first time when I went to Kansas City. And before I went to Kansas City, I didn't have any idea what to expect. And when I got there, it felt like it was more green than anything in in Canada that I've ever experienced and like I live three hours away from all these mountain parks and stuff but like I was humbled with just how beautiful the United States is and as far as diversity goes like people will always find themselves in that sense of grass is greener on the other side everything mm -hmm. that you see in Canada you have and that's kind of a beautiful thing to acknowledge because anybody can apply that to their respective situation um when you see a strength in another human being you exhibit that strength and the the joy is going to be in the process of finding that in yourself um so from like a geographical standpoint when you are seeing that uh, people are able to kind of come together and work together and stuff it's not that there aren't times when people aren't able to um and that's what makes it so similar. So where I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish that. So where, where I live, what I've experienced is that, uh, as the world has changed and as people have come together to support one another, um, neighborhood demographics have changed. Um, people's daily routines have changed. People's interests have changed. And, in, in a lot of ways, there's many, many opportunities for unity, but it takes a lot of self-awareness to find that. 
So for example, me having the self-awareness of like what I enjoy and how I enjoy connecting with people, I connect with people who are fitness and conversation and that's what's created the unity that I have. And then you have that common ground in that capacity and that's what's connected us. Um, so I guess what I'm, I'm saying here is if someone is in a position where they can't travel across the border, they can't travel to another state or another province, every bit of beauty that you are seeing in that far off land exists in your backyard. Sometimes it it's not going to be quite how I spell it out. Sometimes uh, you're going to be going through some turbulence or sometimes it's just going to be hard to see optimism in, in the current state. But... It does exist. And the more you're able to identify it, the more you're able to get out of your current situation. Like I can sit down and work on some remote work and I can hear kids playing outside. And sometimes those kids playing outside mess up the audio on a podcast or something. But when the podcast is done, I get to realize like I'm, I'm in this really cool community where um, people are getting to ride a bike for the first time, where they're, they're making their like childhood best friends right now out my window and just that change of perspective changes it from being like being in this neighborhood where it's just like noisy and obnoxious to being in this neighborhood where like big things are happening. Like that could be like a superstar soccer player in a decade, or like that could be like a, a very inspirational business owner one day because of just what they went through, similar to what you go through, similar to what I go through. So perspective makes a huge difference. Canada isn't anything special, although we appreciate your appreciation of us. <laughs> the United States is also equally uh, pretty cool. And it's that's an evolution that I've learned through just my conversations with Americans. I would have to say my day is split up between like talking to 70% Americans and 30% Canadians some days, whether it be based on like just check-ins or social media chats or uh, work stuff. And that has taught me to realize that uh, what I have right now doesn't suck and what I can go and attain through visiting and sharing of food and adventures and explorations is equally good. So to bring it to a full circle moment, when you come to Canada, if you told me you're going to go to Vancouver or Victoria, I'd just meet you there. And yeah, we I could we could skip Edmonton. I'd just get the Edmonton guys to meet us there too. And that would be equally good. Um, and when you go to Nova Scotia, we'll just call it like my bachelor party or something. We'll try and line up the dots for that. We'll just go to Nova Scotia for my bachelor party. I, I'm in. I, I, I am on. I can't wait. I can't wait for your bachelor party. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to make that come to fruition. But when the day comes, pretty good chance uh, you'll be there. <laughs> we'll, deal, we'll deal with that when it happens. We'll deal with how when it happens. Yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we cross it. But like... <laughs> Having said all that, like you went on these adventures and you went and shared food with your friends and you did workouts while you traveled and you recorded a podcast while you were in the car. Yeah, what were the things great. that uh, kind of gave you like aha moments where you were just like, oh man, like I would have never thought to do this or, oh, I'm really glad that we did this thing last minute. Like what were the the moments that kind of stuck with you that kind of mm. change how you make decisions going forward. Oh, there was, there was actually quite a bit. And I'll end with how you, what you just kind of embedded within that little talk there, which was fantastic is 
one, I think we, we could do a whole, we could do a seven series episode on just perspective and how I'm a very big perspective person. Uh, as much as you can't let that dictate your life, it like perspective changes everything and it's optimal for living a more fulfilled, happier life in general. Because like you said, you have a, a perfect example there, which may seem very minimal in the big picture, but like you could, you could view the interruption of kids laughing as a nuisance and as a frustration or as such a unique opportunity to be a part of, whether even, even from a distance when they don't even know you're a part of it, the enjoyment of kids loving life. Like hearing kids laugh, hearing kids laugh, especially babies laugh is probably the greatest single thing you can be around. Like you cannot be in a bad mood hearing babies laugh or hearing kids laugh. I love it. And if you have the right perspective, even if it is disrupting a podcast, even if it is whatever, if you change your perspective, not only does it, not only is it true, but it just, it changes your own personal feelings, your own personal demeanor, your own personal attitude. And uh, that just, that, that will manifest itself into greater things moving forward. And I truly believe that for everything, but we will, we'll, we'll, we'll shelf the perspective talk for now. But the other thing is that you brought up, which is what I'll lead back to is there. It, it is so true that like you have a lot of things in your own backyard and it's super easy to take things for granted. Geography is a great one. Uh, and I, I've, I find this happen all the time when I do travel. The most prominent one, which I talk about a lot, is when I went to Ireland and going through the Irish hills, it was just so like truly majestic looking. And you go to the Cliffs of Moher and it's like, this is unbelievable. Like, how could God create these unbelievable things? I live in Michigan. This is terrible. Like, I want to live here. You just get overcome with like the, the moment. But then you get back and you realize like, man, there are so like, I live in Michigan and dude, I can't wait till you come to Michigan because Michigan is, it's the greatest state in the union. I love it. I've grown to love it more as I get older and I've grown to appreciate it more because it's kind of like that. It is so vast. And there's so many parts of just Michigan alone that I've never seen that I've never been to. It has like the most lush forests as well as all, I mean, we have the five great lakes. We have all of these cool things and um, traveling, seeing those other things and appreciating the places elsewhere not only is it really cool because it opens up your eyes and it makes you see the beauty of the whole world and all these other things, but it also then it makes you appreciate what you have more. And it makes you focus more on all the things that you actually have when you do get back. So like traveling is just the best thing you can do because you should see other places. Like this world is so big and so amazing while we're here for the limited time that we have on this earth. Why would you not try to experience all of it? If for nothing else, it makes you appreciate what you have here more. You brought up Alex, like Another reason why I should love Canada. Alex lives. Alex lives in Ann Arbor, like an hour, let's say an hour and fifteen minutes away from me. I lived. I went to school in Ypsilanti, the next town. I lived in Ann Arbor for a few years. Uh, it took us going and meeting at a conference in Canada to even meet up. It took Canada to bring us together, even though we were right here. So, like, <laughs> Canada transcends everything. Okay, it is the, uh, it's the glue that holds this world together. But. Uh, going back to the trip, like you brought up all of these things and why I said all of that, like making you appreciate things. We, we took this trip kind of last minute. We ended up stopping. We weren't, we had a few things we wanted to see. We wanted to see this show in South Carolina, this little concert. It was this free beach concert. It's in the top three concerts I've ever been to. And it was for free. If anybody's unfamiliar with this guy named Zach deputy, I highly suggest you look him up. He's great. But aside from that, we're driving by DC and she's never been to DC. I was there once a long time ago. Didn't get to do too much. And we're like, we're, we're right here. Like, let's just stop in. So we stopped and we were there for all day. 
and got to see the White House, Lincoln Memorial, all these things. We went to Arlington National Cemetery and we weren't good. And that was the that was a, a perfect example of why I loved the road trip so much. And one of the big things that I took away from it is it doesn't matter if it's on the plan or not. Do the things that you want to do while you have the opportunity to do them because they're not always going to be there. And you can take that you can take that and apply that to every day. Like there's a certain point in time you just have to say F it. Like obviously you're not going to go against your morals or ethics or something that's going to certainly put you in a big detriment. But like a lot of times we make mountains out of molehills and we we like to dwell on like the worst possible outcome for things when in reality the worst possible outcome is probably never going to come. And like we it, it prevents us from doing a lot of the things that that we want to do. So like we go to DC put us back like an entire half of a day. It, we ended up after that going to Virginia beach and then it made our night miserable. Like we didn't get to, we had to find this other hotel that we weren't going to have. And like, we got there like at two 30 in the morning or some really late time. And like, that was kind of miserable. But then we woke up the next day and it's like, we saw DC. Like that was awesome. That was absolutely fantastic. And we lost a little bit of sleep on a road trip. Was it that big of a deal? Not at all. So like those type of things were really, it really made me realize like, this was last minute and we ended up spending way more money than we initially would have if we just flew, but every single penny was worth it because every single stop, every single experience just added to the storybook of our lives. And it was just like a super, super cool experience. And we, we made all of these stops. Like we, like you said, we stopped and saw Chelsea's cousins in, um, in, uh, in Virginia beach. And, and we had, we had dinner with them. And then we saw, um, like all of our friends in Florida, we saw, we stopped and saw my cousin in, um, South Carolina, then my sister in Knoxville. And then when we got back, we, um, so when we got back into Michigan, before we got home, it's, it's late at night. We, we met a group of my friends. So my best friend, Russ put together this little like friends thing where we had this little friends dinner and it's, and it was really, really cool because that was like the last stop on our friends meetups along the way of everything else that we did. And it was another one of those things where it's like, we haven't seen each other. We haven't like got together like that in forever. And we're all right around each other. We're all in the same neighborhood, but we don't, but it doesn't happen. And it's like, we go and we meet all of these people and it was cool to culminate with that because it was more of a realization. Like we have so much right here, but we're not using it. Like it's so easy to take for granted so many things in your life. And, you know, it's not cliche. It's just a reality. It's much easier to recognize them when they're gone and it's too late, but it's like, it's a perspective thing. It opens your eyes. Like, why don't we plan this once a month? Or if that's even too much once every other month, like there's no reason you don't make time once every other month to get together with some friends. So it's like that, all that experience in such a short amount of time, outside of all the other cool things that we saw and did, like you said, we recorded a podcast, we're on the beach, we got caught in storms and all this really, really cool stuff. Uh, the perspective of enjoying life while we're here is uh, it was really, really driven home. I, 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 for some reason, I brought this idea up multiple times, like on it, maybe, maybe on my own podcast or a few other ones, like uh, one of these things that really changed in my life is that I, I heard this, I heard this saying, it's like this Jewish saying that it's like, God will ask you these questions when, when you, when you get to heaven. And one of them is, did you partake in all the permissible pleasures while you were on earth? And if not, why not? You had the opportunity to partake in all of these permissible things, these things that you should do. We have 
this entire world of opportunities? Like, did you partake in all of them? And if not, why not? And how many times can you look back in your life? You, how many times can you look back in the last month of your life and be like, I had the opportunity or I could have sought the opportunity to do all of these things and I just didn't do them. Like, why not? Like, it's, it's, it's a preposterous thought and money, time, fake obligations that we put on ourselves, uh, adult responsibility, all these things are all important. They're all a part of life, but like we have a lot more leeway than we give ourselves credit for. And, or me and you talked before this for a long time. And one of the things that you had brought up in there is like, you can get pretty analytical and you can get tactical and you can really, really what it comes down to is be responsible and prioritize the things that you really desire and then what it's going to take for you to get there. And when you put some structure in your life and you put some balance in your life within that structure, you realize you have a lot more time and opportunity and even money to do the things that you really desire to do. You just have to put in the effort to make them happen. And um, I don't know, that was a bit of a ramble, which I'm okay with because that happens often when we, when we get together, but every single time that perspective was it like, uh, it, I, I, every single stop was so awesome and it made me so happy and it opened up my eyes to taking the time that I, as much as I have the travel bug while I'm not traveling, while I'm not making my way through Saskatchewan and Manitoba to get to, to get to Edmonton, uh, enjoy the people, the, the friends, the families, the, the environment, the geography, the opportunities, the workouts, the everything I can right here every single day. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you gave me so much to think about with everything that you shared. And I think a lot of people kind of feel similarly. And that's that's kind of the joy that I find. And when you come across a podcast episode where you're like, wow, like this person really shared a lot of life experience, that's where you get um, some value in going and like discovering what else they're up to. Um, so just another reiteration that if you like what Mark is about, go check out his podcast and you'll be able to hear more of like his experiences and even just going back to older episodes, I find enjoyment in hearing different parts of people's journeys to be able to kind of get that added insight. But a more specific thing that I wanted to, to talk about next is I like, I just recently turned 30. So you got a few years on me. Um, what I have found already in the few months that it's been, that I've been 30 is that time is passing by so much faster. And so it's like the next part of this question is more so like just seeing your perspective. Like, do you find that when you reference time, like people's birthdays or like, uh, milestones, do you find that they're closer together? Do you find like time is just like passing you by quickly? Mm, I think cer- certainly time is passing you by quickly. Like I'm, I'm going to be 37 soon enough. And uh, I think anybody in any position of their lives, once, especially once you get past 15, because even at 18, you're like, where the hell did the last four years go? I'm supposed to be a freshman and we're graduating and it's exciting and you're still young and whatever. But like with each passing year, it's harder and harder to fully understand how fast time is going. I think that for certain, the the number one cliche saying that is virtually impossible to fully internalize is that time flies. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows you're going to be 30, 40, 50, 70, 80, God willing, before you know it. And it's all true. But like you don't actually 
realize it. Like very, very, very few people can enjoy the good old days while they're happening. They, they're just, they're a, they're a byproduct. And it's, um, to answer your question, I think it's a mixture of both depending on the situation and depending on the moment that you're in. But, you know, what are they, what, what's the saying? Uh, the, the days or the days are long, but the years are fast. Like that's everybody. The days go by sometimes super long and it can be arduous and depending on what you're in, it's very, very long. But then you look back at those milestones. You look back at the time that you graduated or people's birthdays. And you see, especially like if you see kids that you haven't seen in a while and it's like, oh my gosh, you were two, whatever. Now you're 10. And that's like, you're just two totally different people. I have the opportunity to teach sixth graders. And then uh, you'll see, you won't see them for six years and they graduate. And it's like the most mind blowing thing ever. Like how is it one, how is it possible that you're graduating? And two, what, what has just happened? Why is this little kid's face on a grown adult body? Like it just bugs you out. <laughs> but uh it is weird when you think about your own, your own life. It's um, I certainly, f- I, I'm, I'm weird. Like I, I kind of enjoy getting older. Like I, I look forward to going gray. I look forward to the opportunities to be 50, 60, 70. Not that I want my life to go by fast by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm enjoying it. But kind of a perspective thing. Like, I mean, if I have, if I am so blessed to be able to live into my seventies and eighties, like what a cool thing that will be. Cause when I hit that point, I'll have this whole I have another, when I'm 76, I'll have another 40 years of life under my belt of life experiences. And it's, it's a gift to be able to live that long. And like, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to those things. Like I, I don't, I try not to fear or think about like the negative sides of it because it's coming for everybody. So again, a perspective thing, changing your perspective to every year I get to get older, I get new experiences and I get to do more. Like it's, it's just a cool thought instead of it being a debilitating thought. Cause getting older is scary. Like at some point, and I think I was blessed with the opportunity to get cancer at 29 or 30 and, and like not only understand that you could get cancer, but actually the opportunity of possible death being imminent was like a certain perspective change of like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm forever on bonus time. I might as well enjoy every single second of it. I might as well enjoy every single moment of it. And as much as time goes by super, super fast, and it is hard to come to grips with how fast it goes. Like, there's no way I'm going to be 37. Like, there's no, I, I certainly don't feel any day over 18 in my mind. But you talk to people who are 45 and 55 and 65, and they're going to tell you the same thing. Like, they just, they were just 30. Mm-hmm. They were just 20. And I think it's just a better mindset to have to embrace and enjoy getting older. But it also forces you to like, think about, we talked about this. It's not like I don't have uh, apprehensions and life crises in my own mind, like the stuff that you think you're going to get done and the stuff that you want to get done and the timetable in which you have to do it. It, it kind of forces your hand to, to make moves too, which I also think is a, is a good thing. Well, I mean, one of the things that I often reflect on is just like, having a sense of urgency as a result of knowing what I now know. And one thing that you pinpointed that is important that I think probably makes us both who we are with just like what we've experienced in life. I've talked about in the past about my essentially a near death experience in a cross country meet. And it's, it's a bit of a long winded story, but the thing that uh, I want to hammer home is that um, a lot of people in my life weren't necessarily sure of what the outcome was going to be. And I wasn't sure of what the outcome was going to be. And afterwards I had to go for blood work and like, there was things that were off and I was like, am I going like, was this such a close call that my life is going to be changed? And when I started to realize that like, no, like I was going to be fine and things, things were stabilized after that, like near death experience, which was essentially heat stroke to the point of like 
being unconscious. Um, when I realized that I, I did have a shot at like being able to do all the things that I wanted to do, then I placed more value on them. Uh, it is a, a huge influence as to why I kind of went it down the road, less traveled. Like if I were to spell out my job description right now, like what I do for work, it's very unorthodox. It's something that I don't know anybody else who does it. And it doesn't just end at just being a trainer. It's just the fact that like, I also do media consulting. I do all these other things. I get to talk to all these people and this is what I do for work. And it was just that sense of urgency that I got from that experience, which you would share in your experience with having overcome cancer and then having to continually like make sure that your health is in order and do all your checks and, and everything like that. Like it kind of puts the foot on the gas and the life experience thing and kind of changes up our value system. Whereas instead of being so business focused that you don't make time for friends and family and stuff, you're so friends and family focused that you don't necessarily make as much time for business, which isn't a flaw or a, anything wrong. It's, it's more of like a, a blessing and something that more people can learn from because sometimes we forget how to fast time flies. I, I think that uh, sometimes people get so focused on like the outcome that they forget to enjoy the journey. Um, and you can have an idea of what your outcome will be while also placing emphasis on the journey. The way that I would say that I do it is I talk to my parents every day. I visit them at least once every 1.5 weeks. It's usually once a week, but every so often I miss one. So I just call it 1.5, have a group text with my brothers. Um, I try and stay connected with my friends, whether they're through the internet or locally. And I, one thing that has been a very strong value of mine this past year is just always remembering to stay humble through giving back to people who've helped me along the way. Um, trying to be a beacon of hope for people who are struggling, whether that be in like a fitness modality or just another trainer who just thinks they're going to quit and they just kind of need some guidance or direction. Like just being one of the, one of the people that can help and just always remembering where I come from. Like no matter what, no matter what accolades or achievements I come across or wins that I have, I can enjoy those things and be like, yeah, I did it. But then I also need to um, trace it back to who gave me that opportunity and who gave me the advice and who believed in me, like who bet on me like this, the entire audience of the lifestyle chase is people who bet on me. <laughs> and so thank you guys, if you're listening, because I really appreciate that. That's something that I, don't own up to as often as I can. With that being said, you talked about as you're getting ready to do this plane flight or this road trip, there's a bit of like apprehension, maybe some hesitation. You're like, okay, this is the last minute thing. What's the thought process that you go through to get over that and just get in the car and go? Get the bag, get that bag mentality. That's a Chris Little right there. <laughs> I love you know, it. It's the time. Get that bag. Yeah. That, that, that's what you do. You just say it's time to get that bag. What, what do we have? Like, I think what, what helps me is just, again, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but the perspective, like, what's the worst that happens? Like, just do let, Let's just try and see what happens. So I tell people when they're struggling, like, if, you, if you're struggling to find the motivation to work out and you're like, oh, I just don't want to do it. I just tell myself, let's just try it. Let's just start for 45 minutes and see how we feel afterward. 
Yeah. Nah, so then you realize that it's just done. You don't even just don't think about it. I'm going to start and then that's it. Because 45 minutes, you have your whole workout and that's it. Let's just do the road trip and then figure out how we feel about it, if it was a good idea afterward. Because the reality, again, is always we make mountains out of molehills. We we assume that there's a tiger in the grass, but it's just a kitten. Like, what is the worst that happens? We took this road trip and it turned out to be awful. Okay. We took a bad road trip that is now going to give us a, it's now going to give us a story for the rest of our lives that we can talk about and laugh about, like how dreadful it was. But that's probably not going to happen. And luckily, that is not what happened. Um, but like, I think that what helps me is understanding that like this whole what's the worst thing that can happen mindset. Like if there's something that is could obviously promote or um, could obviously present like physical danger, like there's a difference. I'm not going to tell you to do that. But like for most things, if you really break it down, worst case scenario is not really that bad. Yeah. So give yourself a quick perspective and then just do it. Just don't think about it. Like we spend too much time deliberating things in our own minds. And, you know, I think as you were just talking to it, I was thinking about how life is tough. Like life is life and the decisions that you have to make. It's tough and it's complicated. And it's like, we don't know what we're doing all the time and i think that a lot of times we make life out to be way more serious than than it can be like we could sit here especially as you get into things too so like if you're into reading about like psychology or you're into reading about politics or um socioeconomic things or you get really into fitness and you start reading up on anatomy and like the biomechanics of certain movements and things like that like and now we live in a world where like you consistently get inundated and inundated with like bits of information and or just like cool motivational facts or graphics or memes or whatever and like you start to you start to without even thinking about it like assuming that life is more serious than it is or like you're chasing all of these things and you're chasing this and you're chasing that and you got to do it this way and you're doing this way and like at the end of the day like life's not that serious like we we over inflate everything and i'm i'm public enemy number one of this like at the end of the day it does doesn't matter like you the reality is you have to have some structure and balance in your life and yet at the same time you have to be free to enjoy it each person's individually different on the degree to which they can go, but a little bit of self-reflection and vulnerability with a little bit of self-reflection and vulnerability, as I can't speak, you'll find the answer on your own. A lot of times uh, help obviously speeds up that process and I'm all for that. And like, I mean, I, I seek help and guidance from you all the time and all those people that are in your life that are able to do so, it's all for the better. But a lot of times you just got to take a step back and be like, what do I truly want to do? What do I truly struggle with? And if you talk to yourself a little bit, you know the answer. You might mm -hmm. not want to have to address it. You might not want to have to do the things, but you'll find you'll find your way. And like a lot of times it's like, I'm just nervous or anxious about this. Why am I nervous or anxious about this? You'll give yourself the answer and then put it in perspective and you'll be much more apt and able to do those other things because life's not that serious. Take trips do whatever like I, I would give you a myriad of examples but like sometimes we take life and the different components of life way too seriously and we put way more weight on them than there actually is and this is coming from somebody who as i'm getting older as time is passing me with with uh, ferocity and speed uh i'm i'm growing to realize and take more stake in the importance of certain things i think that you look around the world today and it's uh, it's hurt in a lot of ways and there's a lot of people who are pushing 
things that um, everybody has their own opinion on, whether they agree or disagree. And the reality is a lot of us have become so apathetic to a lot of the issues that we've put it on the back burner. And I think that we do need to take a lot of them far more seriously, but don't let that reality get in the way of, of what truly you need to do and what matters to you. Cause it's not that serious. You'll find this with people who start out who are really overweight and they're struggling to, they, they really want to get some, some, some body fat off and they want to move better and they want to feel better. And obviously me and you are both extreme advocates for that. And we think it is extremely, extremely beneficial, but a lot of times we overthink the, the, uh, the amount it's going to take in order to do so we overthink and we overemphasize the, uh, uh, the light, the, the degree of lifestyle change that we're going to have to make. And I think that one of the biggest traps is we embody it as our identity and our lifestyle. And I did this for the longest time when I went from 260 to, I'm anywhere between 170 and 190 now at any given time. And like, it's consistent regardless what I'm trying to do, but definitely for a lot of people who start to lose weight and they start to see results without even realizing it, it becomes their whole life. Like you're, you're posting everything about it. You are restructuring every avenue of your life to fit it. And a lot of that is necessary. And there, we, we could all benefit from being more structured and more disciplined in our lives. But we cannot lose sight of the fact that it's not that serious. We don't have to go to certain extremes. And like a little bit more enjoying life within those boundaries is would serve everybody tremendously. So... One thing that kind of popped into my head as we were kind of going through all these these topics and stuff, you talked about how you kind of just made that that choice. And it was like, what's the worst that could happen if I go on this trip? What I'm curious about is let's say you made the opposite choice and you're like, We can't we can't go on this trip. We have to blank. We have to do this. We have to stay home. Um do you can you imagine what would have happened differently had you made that choice and like how it would have impacted you and like turned into like, how would this conversation be going if you had made the opposite choice? Mm, that's a good question. I think that I would have been, let, let's say, let's say it didn't work out and then we were planning on going on a trip and we didn't need to even go. We just stayed home. I think that there's going to be some apprehension or not. I keep using this word apprehension. I don't know why I was thinking of other things. There's going to be some disappointment. There's going to be some kind of regret. Like we should have just made it work. And that's certainly going to be there. Like as, 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 as easy as it is to say, you just have to have perspective and shut it off. Like we're also not robots. Like we, we have feelings, we have emotions. So like to say, you're just going to be able to turn those off. That's, that's an asinine concept too. So there certainly would have been, especially upfront, some disappointment and the next day would have been like well now we're just here we're in armada like this is kind of whatever but much like missing miguel cabrera's 3000 hit i think that uh i've developed with with certainly with the help of of my wife um like being able to find to find those good things and to find the enjoyment in what we have where we would have if we were talking right now we would have had this conversation like dang i mean we, we were gonna go on this big trip and we didn't end up going and kind of a bummer, but we ended up doing this thing and we would have found these things around here and we would be having this conversation about, man, we found this little brewery like an hour away, dude. It was so, it was so effing awesome. Like it was super chill place. We ended up playing darts and then we took this weird way home and like we found this new little town, like it was super, super cool. And that led us to look up 
uh, whatever. And then that put us in a concert like two hours away, or we did this, or we found all these little local places, or like, since we stayed home, we, we reorganized something and we had a little get together here. And we, we tried this new dish. Like we would have this whole other slew of stories that were in our, in reality, I would, I would say in our minds, but it's in reality, just as good as our trip because our trip wouldn't have existed. That, that wouldn't be in our mind. Like we wouldn't have to try to compare that trip with what we did do because none of those things would have happened. So like we would have had just as much to talk about. We would have had just as much cool things to talk about. In worst case scenario, we said, yeah, it was kind of a kind of a low key, uh, kind of boring spring break. Um, really, really wasn't that great. That is now giving us the the motivation to book the next trip so that we don't do that. Like there's always silver lining that you can find, but a lot of times you don't even have to seek for the silver lining. The good fruit just manifests itself out of it. Well, I mean, there's, there's an important takeaway there that hopefully people are seeing is that in both versions of what could have happened in your spring break, everything was kind of focused on like human connection and experiences. It wasn't so much on, uh, like the finances so much, even if finances could have like tipped the scale, like maybe it was just, you couldn't swing the one trip. So you made a more local trip because it was a matter of like a couple hundred dollars or something, um, throughout both, uh, situations, the focus was on like the experiences that you wanted to take away from each day. And so, that can be a major key in anybody that's feeling frustrated with their situation is to just kind of assess what they are going through and then look at what they want to have and then just focus on having ways to collect that. So whether it be um, enjoying your local community when you can't make the plane trip or um, enjoying the people you are connected with when you can't see the people that you are connected with, like, or like that you can't connect with. I kind of stumbled on my words but there, but like a, a key example is like when, when people in your life can't make time for you, focus on the people who can. And that's, that's like a, a big takeaway. That's something that can bring a lot more joy to your life rather than focusing on what we don't have or can't have or didn't have focusing on what we can have and not necessarily focusing on the obstacle because a lot of people when they come across that crossroads, um, they'll focus on what stopped them from doing that first thing, and then that'll take them down. They'll be like, I couldn't go on the trip because the airline canceled on me, or because the road was closed, or because my car broke down, and now I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And you took it in a whole different direction that not very many people have the self-awareness to do. And you're able to kind of assess what you had in your area, in your vicinity, and then capitalize on it. And it is through um, the support of your wife and the support of what you've done in the past to kind of like tag on to. But I guess if anybody is still listening to us here, hopefully they, they take that as like sort of something to move them forward in their human experiences and moving towards their goals is kind of focus on what you want things to look like that day and then just find whatever you have access to, to make it, to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I think, and if you struggle with that too, like finding, find inspiration from people in your lives that do like, um, like a few, like, so like a few of my best friends, like my, my, my best friend is like, 
he's like on the drop of a dime. He like he'll drive to go out of the to go to all these national parks and like he's up for doing like anything at any time. It's like super inspiring to to have those people that are kind of like can be an influence for you. Like a couple of my other friends, they come on the podcast quite a bit. The Finks, I work with them. They are like super like work hard, play hard people too. Or like they they take all of these trips. They want they've been swimming with sharks. They go snowboarding. Like uh, they they do all of this. They do they do a lot of enjoying life in a multitude of ways. They do stuff with friends around here. Like, so like I, I have people in my lives where like when I do get caught up in something or if I am in my own mind, like you look to those people for inspiration. And like, that's, what's cool about social media and technology and just being able to connect with people is you don't even have to know people. Like you can just see other people doing things that you respect, not in a comparative way to like, Oh, look how good their life is. And mine's mine's terrible. But like find those people that you truly respect and, and look up to and, um, admire in some way and use that as inspiration to get you out of that, get you over that hump. You see somebody that you think is doing something cool, go do that. Like, go do that thing. Go, go make it a point to do it. And like anything, if you connect with somebody, you are far more apt to take advice for them and even just influence. Like it might not even be advice. Like you see somebody doing something that you have a connection with to some degree that you respect. It's going to give you far more um, motivation to actually do it. Absolutely. And I mean, we could, take this podcast on for hours, but to keep people's attention and keep people captivated, we're going to bring it to the final question that I'll ask you for today. The questions evolve with time. So if you go back to Mark's past appearances on the Lifestyle Chase, you'll notice that I used to ask a question. It was something along the lines of if you could give a person one piece of advice on how to live their life to the fullest in the most authentic way. And then it turned into, uh, I think in the last couple of years, I've been using like, what's your challenge for the day? Um, this next piece, this next question is going to be something a bit more like Mark style. It's if you, if you had a theme song for today, what would that theme song be? What, what song is your soundtrack for today and everything that you've encountered so far and everything that's to come? For my life today or like just for, for your life today, day. for your life today, not for your life 10 years ago, just this specific day, this specific day. Hmm. I'm torn between Bill Withers, lovely day, Bob Marley, the sun is shining. Um, but I'm going to go with the notorious B.I.G. Juicy. Okay. I have to have some type of like everything's going to be all right type of vibe. And I mean, I feel like I'm in an old school hip hop mood today and what better song than that. So I'm going to go with notorious B I G juicy. Although as a background track, I'm going to say Bill Withers lovely day. Love it. And I mean, I'll probably make use of that as I, uh, bring this episode out to the masses. I'll be able to kind of use that as inspiration for some of the reels and stuff on Instagram. Uh, how can people find you on Instagram? I don't often do this, but I want to make sure they can track you down. Um, yeah, they can just look up Zerit Fitness at Zerit Fitness. It's like karate with a Z. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I was actually in karate when I was five years old. I got all the way up from a white belt to an orange belt. So I have um, a lot of expertise to speak on in that regard. But that's it, Zerit Fitness. Um, and you know what? I might put out a poll because I think I'm on. I want to uh, like. I think I'm going to change that handle. I think I'm going to get out of Zerit Fitness and change it to to something else. And I've been playing around with that. So maybe maybe I'll throw that on as a question on my on my Instagram uh, story. Like what, what should I, what should I change my name to and go through some options? Well, because I mean, like every, 
great, like you said, like even how you evolved through the questions, like I feel like we all evolved. One of my favorite quotes is Muhammad Ali's, the man who views his life at 50, the same at 20, just lost 30 years of his life. I feel like I want to, I have become a different person throughout the last 10-ish years. And like my whole me being me wants to promote far more than just fitness, like a like a lifestyle fitness type of thing. Yeah. So I'm going to change my name. long-winded way of saying that. <laughs> well, but for I, right now, Zero Fitness. It makes sense. And the funny thing is I'll preface it with this. I've interviewed like probably about 200 different people or something. And the number of them that have like changed their Instagram handle and then like through all the production that I do, like on YouTube, if you're not subscribed, make sure to go to subscribe to Lifestyle Chase on YouTube. But on there, the Instagram handle is on most people's episode, unless I kind of want to keep them low key and like off the social media radar. Um, mm-hmm. Instagram handle is there, but the number of people that have like rebranded since, and I used to be like, oh man, I'm going to have to go change it. I'm like, no, like this is this is a time capsule. You go back and you see that they, they like literally changed their last name legally or like they got married or they just wanted a different handle on Instagram. And you get to see that everybody is a work in progress. Nobody has all the answers and we're all just like doing our best day by day, picking our song, playing it, getting hyped, working hard, doing our best. Yeah. What if, I wonder if you, um, you just say that made me think like if you, would that link change? Like if you, if you, let's say you linked to Zeret Fitness three years ago and today I change it to something else. Would that like URL link still put you there or would it change that URL too? It depends on how you do the URL, but that's like in a lot of cases, sometimes I'll just say, go to this handle and I won't actually put the proper link in there. Um, and that evolves with time. I'm getting better and better at my, uh, at my show notes, but we've got people set up to go find you, track you down. Um, you'll be easy to find. Uh, I link you to thing or I link your things to my things so frequently that in most cases, a lot of people already know who you are, but it makes me happy. With that being said, we will end this episode. I'd like to thank you so much for coming back on the show. It's like, this is like, you have like, uh, one of those VIP passes to the lifestyle chase. You just come in and go whenever you want. So it's kind of like you're, you're an A-list guest on this show. It's the only A-list I will ever be on. And I'm pumped up about it. I'll tell you that, Chris. <laughs> Thanks.